Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be with you today for Church Online. I have the privilege of uh, interviewing our wonderful lead pastor today. Uh, For those of you that may not know me, I'm Julie and the executive pastor of Arena Church. I work with a lot of teams and I love what I do. But one of the privileges I have is working with Christian and have done so for many, many years now. And we are the second week of our vision series. You'll remember that last week, Christian put to us the four areas that we're going to be focusing on over these four weeks. And that is people, provision, power, and presence. Our word for the year is presence. So today we're going to give a little focus to people in groups and we want to be able to ask Christians some very um, prominent questions that are on his mind that he can share with us. But before we do that, uh, Christian, I've worked with you for around 20 years now and I've had that wonderful privilege of seeing the vision develop. So just talk to us about over those 20 years, how has the vision changed? How has it developed over that time? Yeah, thanks, Julie. Uh, well, first of all, I don't know how it could be 20 years because we're, we're both only, you know, in our early 20s. I am joking, okay? Uh, but uh, it has been a joy over those 20 years. And yes, the, the, the vision of Arena Church has, has certainly progressed. For those who don't know or, or are new uh, to Arena Church, um, my wife and I and two children, we arrived at 21 years ago, um, and uh, the previous pastor brought the church from the back streets of Ilkeston to a very prominent site. That was a great, great move that he and the leadership at that time took on. But when we took it on, we we inherited a nice building, a sizable mortgage, and uh, many, many good people. But we knew that if we was going to impact the town and the area, we needed to develop a robust vision. I I often say that, how do we develop vision? And I guess the progression of Arena Church has been this. We've just seen the need. We saw the need that was before us. So for an example of that would have been how we developed, first developed our community program. It started with a pallet, with the buy one, get one free offers, because people were knocking on our door needing feeding. This was 11, 11, 12 years ago. And so, you know, the progression of the, video, uh, of the vision has come about as we've seen the needs, we've opened our eyes, we've seen. And then, I guess, secondly to that is our influence. We've had many great people. We've got many great people both in our church and also externally who have been a great influence to me and our church. And they've helped us to lift our sides higher, to, to dream bigger, to think more clearly about what God would want to do through our lives. And one final thing, for those who are getting used to the Bible, there's a great book in the Bible in the New Testament in Ephesians and chapter 3 and verse 20. We're going to have to do that again. Yeah.
Hello. Julie, you're looking amazing. Christian, you look even better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a great book in the Bible. Um, it's found in the New Testament, and there's a book called Ephesians. And chapter 3 and verse 20, and I want everybody to understand this. This has been a very, very important verse for us, and it's important for people individually. And it says this, now to him, talking about God, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. And that really was a great verse of vision for me, that God was wanting to do, longing to do, so much more than I'd even seen, thought, dreamed, or imagined in my own life and also through Arena Church. And it's been a real catalyst of a verse, Julie, that's helped us and moved us on over these last 20 years. Brilliant. It's actually one of my favorite go-to verses as well. I love quoting that verse. But I I suppose looking at vision, and we heard last Sunday that great um, challenge from Proverbs, which is without vision, the people perish. And, you know, actually joining an arena church, which was Ilkeston Christian Fellowship back then, when I came, um, I'd actually come from a church because I couldn't see what the vision was there. And being around you, you overflow with vision. So, you know, I know some of the things that are on your heart for this coming season, Christian. Just talk to us. What are you seeing for these next few years, what are you seeing yeah, for, for future? I, I, well, thank you, first of all. And it's something that I really work hard on of, of trying to open my eyes and see, like I said, the needs. Uh, what, what do I see? Listen, we've just come through a, a global pandemic and everybody's trying to predict the future. And if we knew where we were at, we'd all be multimillionaires sat on the beach with a pina colada in our hands, wouldn't we, hey guys? Uh, or, we'd, or we'd all have the, the, we'd all be writing the new book of the new way of church. None of us know. But what I will say is people are the same, whatever we're going through, the the same needs, the same struggles. And what I want to be uh, committed to is as a church of being relevant, contemporary, and with a heart that really seeks to serve and to help the needs of our local communities. Now, the way that we do that that is through a multi-site model. So we've planted churches in different locations, even in France, Toulouse, with the aim of serving that city, serving towns, and serving villages. So in the days ahead, we want to see God establish those works. We want more people to arise. But also, I really believe that we have a, a, a mandate on us to continue to plant vibrant, life-giving communities across the M1 corridor and beyond that will love, serve, that will go and grow, that will help people to know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and go and make a difference. And so we need, what do I I see moving forward? That's only going to become possible as we continue to look to Him, but as we continue to be aligned one with another, where we'll serve one another, where we'll encourage one another, where we'll be committed to work as a team, where we'll give sacrificially, generously. I believe that kind of church will really make a difference in the world. So that's what I'm seeing moving forward. Wonderful. No, it's wonderful. And you mentioned a key key area there. It's all about people. Mm. And this morning, that is our focus, our people and groups. And 
it is all about people. But can I ask you, do you see then, uh, you know, some churches will say they've got a specific group, a prominent group within their families or younger people or we're all about the kids. What are you seeing over people within Arena Church? I, I, just, I just genuinely love people. I find people fascinating. Uh, I also find them irritating at times as well, and I'm usually the one who's irritating others. Um, we're all different. We're all unique. I have this phrase, broken, beautiful people. And where did that come from? I recognize it was written in my journal many years ago, Julie, because I saw that that's how God saw me. I'm fundamentally flawed. I'm broken. I'm in need of his grace. Oh my goodness, I am such a broken individual outside of God. And But you can live in your brokenness and you think, that's just where I am. But no, God reminded me many years ago, Christian, I don't see you just as broken. I see you as beautiful. You're precious in my sight. So for me, in every community that we're planting, the people who are listening online, there's all kinds of people. Listen, we've got rich people, poor people, blacks, whites. We've got people of different nationalities and tongues. We've got educated people. We've got uneducated people. We've got people who live in big houses. We've got people who live in small houses. We've got a lot of young people. We've got a lot of seniors. This is a reflection of our community in which we live. So I want the church to reflect the community. And, uh, and I want everybody to have a welcome. Even the most broken. Even the confused even those who are trying to figure things out, even those who are angry with God, you have a place, a welcome. The, the, the welcome mat is there uh, to you, and it is very sincere, and we've really worked hard at that. And so for us, do we have a particular focus? Yeah, a people focus. So it's all about people. It's all about it's all, people. I know you have challenged us and the staff around this for many, many years, and you know, working in my role, I have a long task list <laughs> to get done yeah. and you've constantly reminded us you know beautiful people can be distractions around our day yeah. but we may need to make sure it's not just about getting the jobs done mm. it's important mm. 16 buildings sure big structure sure. big leadership team now yeah. seven campuses yeah. how do we keep our focus then on not you've said the mundane is important the maintenance important but it's all about people. Yeah, I mean, keeping the focus is really, really important as we, as we move forward. Because like you say, the distractions are great. Uh, the way that we'll do that is everybody playing their part. If everybody will play their part, listen, there's people in, you know, there's people in, in, on our team, we ask them to work through the maintenance and the mundane. Because it needs doing. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. But we also need to have that's why we need a larger team. We need everybody engaged. I mean, you said to me there's six, 700 people now around the life of the church. How many are, uh, more are going to come through online? People have connected with us, and it's great to see numbers of new people that are down already in a physical location. We need everybody to play their part. And if everybody will play their part, that will allow us to continue to focus on the main thing. What happens is if it's just a few of us doing all the work... It becomes very difficult then to, you know, I hope this is clear, 
work through the maintenance and mundane whilst trying to keep a sense of vision moving forward. So what I'd say, everybody needs to play their part. Everybody needs to get involved in this. You know, we've got some 90-year-olds in our, in our church who have, who have more life and more vibrancy than some of the 19-year-olds, by the way. So some of you 19-year-olds, come on, get moving. But, you know, they're playing their part. They're active. And we want everybody to feel incredibly, incredibly valued. So if we'll do that, then that will enable us to keep a focus. The other thing I just want to say very, very briefly it's easy to get uh, distracted from the main thing when we become distracted from the teachings of Jesus. And Jesus never, I mean, Julie, he was amazing. People were, uh, before they wanted to kill him, they were wanting to hold him up as the next king, you know, overthrow the, the Roman Empire. They, they, he was doing amazing miracles. He was doing all these things that it could have easily have gone to his head. The success could have gone to his head. The accolades could have gone to his head. He could have said, no, 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 I don't need to see the crowds. No, I'm not bothered about the people. Just bring me the most important people. Read the teachings of Jesus. Jesus never, ever lost sight of people. One story comes to mind when the disciples said, Jesus, you're too tired to see these little children. What did Jesus do? He rebuked the disciples. He said, how dare you? Bring those little children to me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. He never lost sight, even of the smallest amongst us. And we've got to stay in the word. The focus of Jesus needs to be our focus. So, so good. And, you know, just reflecting on that thought that everybody playing their part. We, we use this phrase, you know, finding freedom through our groups. Yes. Um, and I know that one of the ways a lot of people have joined, been able to feel that they can step in, is by joining a functioning group, you yeah. know, our welcome team, our hospitality. Yes. Um, we also talk about small groups. So talk to us a little bit more about, you know, how people can get involved in groups, but also this idea that, you know, we're typically, typically British, aren't we? Yes. Here in England, you know, <laughs> we stay private, we don't like to share, but... Finding freedom in groups, but also stepping into the more of God yeah. through being in a group. Yeah. Well, first of all, how do you get in a group? We've, we've, got, a, we've got a big push. And it's not because it's trendy and cool. Uh, you'll notice I don't do trendy or cool. But I like to be contemporary uh, and current. And I honestly believe with all my heart, and we as a leadership team believe this is with all of our heart, and every campus pastor and every online uh, host believes this, that it's important that everybody is part of a group. So how can I get involved? Well, simply just contacting our officers, contacting our hosts, uh, contacting a location uh, pastor, and just ask, well, what groups are running? We've got online Zoom groups. We've got groups for all kinds, functional groups. But we've also got smaller groups that people can connect with. We've got groups with, for women. You've got one. For, 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 for men, we've got youth groups. We've got all kinds of different groups that run. So you, you just simply reach out and, 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 and we'll try and position you in a, in a group that fits. I think with regard to, we're typically British, it's true, because... Groups are a place that you can come to. This was always my thing. I mean, I'm talking like this now, but I'm actually quite a private person. Um, and um, you may say, well, I don't want to go to a group because they can get me to talk or get me to pray or get me to open up. You don't. You can, you can come and you can just feel your way in. 
But why I do believe groups are important is because we all need somebody. And, and, and if ever that has become more apparent, it's been through this 14 months of a global pandemic that people have felt isolated. They've been in their homes broken and not been able to see anybody, touch anybody. There's been people who have been suffering in silence. There are people who are working through issues, family issues, financial issues, and they're having to do it on their own. And it's tough. And what I do believe is a problem shared is a problem halved. I know it's a nice phrase, and it's not in the Bible, by the way, but it is true. And as we find a friend, as we find some friends in groups, people who are going to be kind, who will understand, who will not judge, who will help, who will support, and that's what we want our small groups to be, then I really believe that people can find freedom. So whilst it's not typically the British way, I'm encouraging it to be the way for Arena that everybody needs to get in a group. I love the gathering. You know I do. I mean, you're jumping around like you're like Tigger on, on speed, actually, in a gathering. If you've ever seen our executive pastor, I mean, she's just jumping Julie. And we love the gatherings. We love to worship. We love to hear the word. We love to be together in crowds. I love it. And we want to encourage people to come back who are able. That's, that's, the, that's the rose. But what we want to en- encourage people is to get into some circles where they can just be a little bit more vulnerable, where families can come together. And that will be the bedrock of our church. If I might say as well, Christian, you know, this thought of being in a group, I, I you know, being vulnerable with you, I hesitated for a while because, mm. you know, I often have lots of evening meetings already, and I, but there's never been an easier time to run a group. That's true. You know, and so something that's been on my heart for many years is with ladies. And so you encourage me, just do one a month, just run it this year and and step into it. And I want to thank you personally for that because I ran my second one last night, nine of us on that call, and the vulnerability that came out, the prayer needs that came out, things I didn't know, some of these beautiful ladies, I didn't know you were struggling, I'm sorry. We stopped and prayed, we had tears. And the messages that came in after, I feel so, we only had an hour. Yeah. I feel strengthened. I feel encouraged. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. I just want to say thank you for encouraging me to do that. No, so, no. And, and you're and right. And of course, the group, what you've just described there, if it's an hour a month, well, you may say, well, that's not enough. It doesn't, that, yeah, that's, that just, just what that. it does, it starts something. Yeah, yeah. It starts the conversation. Yeah, yeah. It starts the, what. there's a WhatsApp group. There's picking up the phone. There's yeah. a grabbing a coffee. It's all that that all happens. That's just, I can't, I can't. The only word I can say is it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. I came off, I was like Tigger last night when I came <laughs> off my group. Anyway. Poor Chris. <laughs> yeah, poor Chris. Uh, just to. In conclusion, just for the last few minutes, Christian, just one question that I know is in a lot of churches' minds is about this, you know, moving forward now, the online gathering Mm. plus the in-person gathering. Mm. How do you see that working out for us here at Arena? Yeah, well, what, 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 I mean, first of all, the the pandemic forced us into uh, an issue of, or the corner of getting cameras and getting a team together. And I say this uh, most weeks. Our team, the guys who do this, most of them are volunteers. They're amazing. 
They're behind the cameras now and they're looking at me and they don't say anything. They're amazing. Julie, they're amazing. And they just got at it. And we did that out of, we were forced, in, we were forced into that. That said, you know, we'd been on this journey processing it prior to that for some time, thinking how could we reach more people? So we're now, here we are, here we are. Uh, we've got physical, in-person locations opening up, getting fully booked up. We're thrilled about that. Uh, we want to encourage people to engage in that. If you're in a location that you can get to easily, then you come, you can do it safely. We want that to happen. But also, we are very, very committed to increasing and um, fueling momentum in our online uh, services, midweek gatherings. And there's this phrase that's buzzing around at the minute. And again, I've told you, I don't do cool and trendy, but I want to be current and relevant, is they're using this phrase, hybrid church, which basically, in essence, it just means we'll take a bit of both. And I think coming out of this, if there's ever been a time that I've needed this, you notice we're a meter apart, so we've been compliant, but I need this. Listen, I love my wife and I love my family and I love being with them. But we all need something even beyond that. And we need to be able to look into the whites of our eyes. We need to be able to just feel the room. That's really important and that won't go away and we want to create opportunities for that. But also, we want to create opportunities online where people can connect with something easier. You've already said that with the group. It's easy. It's Zoom, online. People can connect. And so what we're, in essence, looking at is doing both. I want to say to all our online family, you are loved. If I can just for a moment look in the camera, you are loved. You are valued. You might even be in the shadows just trying to figure things out. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad about that. I'm glad you're with us. Stay with us. The hope would be that God would continue to touch you where you are in your home. And uh, there are some other people who literally have, we know this, Julie, have connected with us across the world. You know, in California, we've had people, we've got uh, people in, di- in different parts of the world. You might be on, online today. We're delighted by that. And this might be your church. And that's cool. And so what I'm saying is, we, we, we're going to continue to run both. We're going to continue to try and look ahead, think ahead, be strategic. But at the same time, God, what are you saying? What are you doing? Because I really do believe that God is wanting to touch the world. And how does he do that? He does it through people, simple people like you and me. Thank you, Christian. And, you know, it's lovely to hear Christian pour out his heart to us this morning. And I just want to personally, again, on behalf of all of us, say thank you because I know it's been a challenging year. I know it's not been easy for you being up close and personal at times, the challenge of that. But you have continued to lead us. You've continued to pour out that vision. And this year, I am pumped again. I'm excited. That word presence, presence, I'm just living with that, you know. And and the team who've launched that great new song, I Just Want You, Uh, nothing else. Just a beautiful song for us to launch in our vision series. So... If we want to know any more, we have our legacy builders 
booklet. It was mentioned online last week. It's now available on our website. So for those who are not able to get to a physical campus, it is available at arenachurch.co.uk and Legacy, and you will find it there. But if you want to know any more, anything specific about what Christian shared last week, the financial aspects, or anything in the booklet, or just about people, presence, power, provision, the next four areas we're looking at, just email us, talk to us. We're here for you. As Christian always says, we love you, we believe in you, God bless you. So guys, just in this time of conclusion, I just want to share a few thoughts with you. So just remain with me for a moment, if you would. Before I go there, just to say a big thank you to Julie, uh, our executive pastor. She played down what she does. She's amazing. And uh, she really helps us as a leadership uh, and as a board to continue to move things forward. We've specifically uh, today been talking about people and groups. And just in these moments, as you're watching me online, I, I, I want you to underscore this point in your heart that Jesus sees you and that Jesus loves you. I don't know whether you're one of the people who are saying, I talk to him and he's, it's like he doesn't talk back. It's He's distant, he's far away, and sometimes we can feel like that. But I want to tell you today that the promises of God are that as you draw near to God, God will draw near to you, and he loves you. I've got an old Bible here that goes back to 1993. My wife and I, on our first year's anniversary, exchanged Bibles as gifts. It's very uh, falling to bits uh, I like a well-used Bible. It show, shows that it's been used well. And in the New Testament, where we see the life of Jesus, I've got markings. I don't know whether you can see that. There's markings where Jesus interacted with people. I want to take you to one particular instance because Jesus interacted with all kinds of people because he was people-focused. And it says in Matthew in chapter 9, and verse 36, that Jesus saw the crowds. He saw the people in the crowds. But this is what it says about him. That Jesus had compassion on them. Because they were harassed and helpless. Like sheep without a shepherd. Let me just for a moment just say that that might be your story. You feel harassed. You feel helpless. You're in despair. You're despondent. You're in, dis, you're, you're in dismay. It may be that you feel depressed. It may be that you feel like everything's come on top of you. I want to tell you, Jesus sees you in the crowd. He sees you in the crowd. And he has moved with compassion. This compassion is one of love and grace and forgiveness towards you. This is what I have experienced, this amazing grace. And we want everybody who listens to this message through Arena Church to understand that Jesus is all about people. And Jesus extends love to every person. Today, you may be like that. Feeling lost, alone, abandoned. But today, 
Hope is entering your heart because you hear of a message about Jesus who sees you, who loves you, who cares for you, cared enough to die for you on a cross to offer forgiveness of sins, but also to give you a brand new start. Life is meant to be lived here on earth. And I wonder if there's somebody who wants to receive Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. If that's the case, I wonder if you'd bow your head where you are. Pray this prayer with me. Just say, dear Jesus, thank you that you see me in the crowd. I am harassed. I'm helpless. I'm in need of you. I feel far away from you. Jesus, I ask that you would draw close to me now. Forgive me of my sins. Give me a brand new start. May I walk in a new life and a new way in you. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, you've begun the first journey of following Jesus. I want to encourage you to go and tell somebody that you've become a follower of Jesus. Just click on the chat today. It's the most amazing thing. It really is. Whether you feel different or not, it's the first start. Secondly, I just encourage you to remain connected to our church or to a local church near to you that can help you on that journey. And thirdly, come and get a Bible from us. If you need a Bible, notify us. Or go and buy a Bible, a good Bible, contemporary Bible. We can help you with that. And may this Bible become used (laughs) like mine is. Because as you get in this word, God will help you. Can I also say to those who know Jesus, there's a second part to Matthew 9 and verse 37. Jesus then said, as a result of people being harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd, he encouraged those who know Jesus to get out into the world and go and make a difference. He says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. I want to encourage Arena Church to get out where you can, into your neighborhoods, into your workplace, onto your streets, into the schools, wherever you may be, and tell people and show people what Jesus has done in your life. And may your story impact people in the days ahead. We're believing for God to do the immeasurably more in every one of our lives, our homes, our families, and in our locations. God, may you continue to know God's presence and blessing upon your life. And as I often say, guys, I love you. I'm praying for you. And I believe in you. God bless you. Okay.